Okay, so we are finishing up this series, which is good because this is the end of the month for us. Now, I realize there's more of December, but with uh, next Sunday is right before Christmas. The Sunday after that is right before New Year's. Uh, so we won't have youth anymore past that. But the series is called Parenthood. And last week, we talked about uh, the mother of Jesus. We talked about Mary. We talked about her faith. We talked about the fact that this 14-year-old girl, this 12-year-old girl, somewhere in that range, was called to do something beyond understanding, something beyond anything that anybody else has been called to do. Uh, It's hard enough to be prepared to get married at that time. No, it's a way different society than we're in. Uh, no one 12 to 14 is getting married now, hopefully. But, but back then, that's kind of what they were supposed to do. And so she was getting ready for that, and that's enough. That's hard. That's crazy. She's got to think about all of these different things coming up. She's got to think about what her life is going to be as a mother, as a, as a, a wife, uh, leaving home, just all of those things. And all of a sudden, this angel appears to her and says, hey, by the way, you're going to give birth to God's son, and, and you're still going to be a virgin. So basically, everybody's going to say bad things about you all the time because they're not going to believe you. And you don't even know if your own husband is is going to believe you. And so she hears all of that. And she's scared, just like all of us would be. Just like all of us are when we're called to do something, when we go away to college, when we get a new job, when we have exams coming up, things like that. It can get really scary. But in the face of that, she looked at the angel and said, may it happen as the Lord said. Let me do my best for the Lord because that, because that is all we can say. That's all we can do, our best for the Lord. Uh, this week, we are going to the father of Jesus. Uh, we're going to talk about Joseph. And so I, I want to talk about him. I'm extremely proud of the title, but I want to talk about him because he is the father, the earthly father of God. Now, this is a, a, a tough situation for him, which we're going to get into. But as I tell this story, and you've heard this before, as I read the scripture, uh, remember what I said last week. These are real people. Uh, We don't know his exact age, but he's probably in the 15 to 17-year-old range. Uh, So he's a kid, too. Like, some of you guys are in that age. You're not ready to get married. Trust me. Like, it's crazy. And so he's thinking about all of this and and just to be put in this situation. So I want to read from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was prepared to be uh, married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. So this is where we get to Joseph finds out. Uh, Joseph is a good man. He's a righteous man. He was called to this because he was a man of faith, because he did his best, because he was a hard worker. Uh, He wasn't rich. Mary wasn't rich. They were just normal people. They were common people. Uh, They they simply lived their lives to the best of their abilities. Joseph was a carpenter, uh, not like a priest. He wasn't a rich guy. He wasn't a fancy guy. He was a carpenter. He did work with his hands. And so he hears from Mary or whoever told him, hey, uh, Mary's pregnant, and she says it's with God's son. And so he's like, ah, like that's pretty crazy. Like imagine if we heard that today, if it's on the news and a teenage girl is like, oh yeah, I'm pregnant, but I've never had sex, so I promise that I'm still a virgin. Nobody here is going to believe her, no one. And, And we look back then and we're like, well, we know the story of Jesus, so obviously this is true, but nobody then believed her either. And so we look at Joseph, and there's not a lot said about him, but we look at him in this situation. And when you see he was going to break the engagement quietly, the temptation is to be like, how could he do that? How could he not trust her? How could he not trust 
Uh, God, how could he not uh, uh, just be like, oh, I'm going to forgive her? He was doing this. He was going to do this not just for his own good, but for hers. Because he knew what her life would be. He knew what, what would be said about her. He knew how she would be treated. He knew how his son would be treated. And he knew how he would be treated. He knew that if he married her, there would be people that wouldn't give him the jobs that he wanted. There would be people that would ignore him. There would be people that would say awful things about him all the time. And so most people, most people then, most people now, would have publicly shamed her. They would have said, to make themselves look good, they would have said, how could she do this to me? I can't believe it. She's the worst. Everything's awful. I'm awesome. Uh, people say that I'm the greatest. Like all of these things is what most people would say. And he would be within his rights to just say, I'm not going to marry you. Because again, this is not something that's ever happened before. This isn't a common thing for someone to be pregnant without sex. Like it's just, that's how physically it works. And so that was the understanding then, it's the understanding now. And this is a much different society with no science whatsoever, basically, no understanding. And so it was just a harsh thing. And so he could have said, you know what, she sucks, and I can't believe that she did this, and, and get away from me. Like, I, I can't stand her. I'm going to go uh, hook up with this person over here. I'm going to go live my own life. And he could have done that. He could have said, like he wanted to do, I, I'm going to just quietly break up with her. I don't want to shame her. I don't want to make it bad, but, but I can't live like this. It's nothing against you, Mary, but, but it's not mine, and I just I can't be here. All of those things would have been what was expected of him. And, and even in that way, he was going to be a good man because you know, he's not shaming her. He's not saying, hey, stone her, kill her. He's saying, listen, it's just not working. It's not you, it's me, except actually it's you in this case. And so he could have, he could have said that. He could have ended it. Now, if he had, this story is obviously drastically different. Now, Joseph was called to this because of his faith, because he was good, because he was in the line of David, because he fulfilled the messianic prophecies, all of these things. And so it's easy for us as people to look at this and be like, well, if Joseph had said no, then, then everything fails and God's plan fails. One of the things I talked about in confirmation tonight and one of the things that's important to know is God's plan never fails. God's plan works no matter who says yes, no matter who says no. Uh, the greatest Christian that you could think of in the history of time, let's go with Paul. When Paul converted, when he was walking down the path and was blinded and was like, I'm going to give my life to Jesus because Jesus called me, had Paul gone the other way and said, I don't believe this, I'm going to stay blind and I give up, someone else would have written the 14 books of the New Testament. Someone else would have st stood up because that would have been God's plan. And it's easy for us to look at that and be like, well, that's just, that's crazy. But no, that is how things work. It's not that God makes decisions for you. He doesn't. You have free will, but he knows what you're going to do because he knows your hearts, because he knows your, your life, because basically he sees the full movie on display at one time. It's like if you're watching a movie, let's say randomly, completely randomly, Spider-Man Far From Home, the greatest Marvel movie, comic movie of all time, and you're watching this movie, and, and you watch it frame by frame, presumably, like you watch it as it goes. You're watching the movie along, you're, you're laughing at the joke, you're saying, man, Tom Holland's so much better than Tobey Maguire, this is awesome. Like you're saying all of these things. And you're saying Batman who, and all of these different things that normal people say during a movie. And, and, and as you're saying that, you're just watching it go, and you're like, oh, I know what happens here, but you have to watch it happen. 
when it comes to God, he sees the whole movie at once. Like it's all played out and, and he looks down and it's there. That doesn't mean that he, he makes people do what they're going to do. He gives us free will and that's what's so amazing about love. It's so, it's so amazing about the Christmas story because one of the reasons I wanted to talk about the parents of Jesus, the earthly parents of Jesus is they were just people like us. They were just regular people. And, and so what they were called to do was hard and difficult and they made their own choices. They chose to put themselves into a difficult situation. They chose to face a world that hated them. They chose to, to take a harder life because they believed in God. Now, as we go to the next scripture, um, as he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, uh, be not afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, uh, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Now we read that, and we're like, well, of course he did. Because if an angel appeared to me in a dream, then, then I'm going to immediately believe everything he says, and I'm going to know it's okay. Except a lot of people don't. A lot of people would have this happen still. And they've already kind of decided, like you've decided. We've all had this situation where we have this big decision coming up. Like, am I going to go to this party? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Am I going to, to lie to my parents? I really have to think about it. But except you've already made the decision and you're just waiting for evidence to back up what you want to do. We've all done that. All of us have been there. Uh, one of the things you'll find is anytime something happens in politics, anytime something happens in sports, anytime something negative happens in the world, uh, nobody changes their minds about things. So if, if somebody that's a Republican does something wrong, all of the Republicans have already decided how they feel about that, and so they're going to defend him, and all of the Democrats have already decided how they feel about that, so they're going to trash him. And it works the same way the other way. All, if a Democrat does something wrong, all of the Democrats have already decided what they think, and so they're going to back it up, and then all of the Republicans are going to trash him because they've made that decision, even if it's the exact same thing. And like people on the outside are like, wait, this is the exact same situation. What are you doing? Except that's what we do. Uh, we, I've seen just in the past week, like, uh, the Astros were, were caught for cheating in baseball, like crazy stuff, like hitting trash cans and all this stuff to tell batters when to swing and all of this ridiculous little league stuff. And so all of the people that like the Astros are like, wait, wait, wait. Now, you can't prove that this happened or they were just trying to, to fit in with everybody else. They were just trying to do this and all the people that didn't like them are like, hey, this is awful. Uh, same thing happens with the Patriots all the time. Same things happened with the Bengals before. Now, they don't cheat because they don't win, but they, they have bad things that go on in their life. There's all kinds of things that happen and so we all kind of back up what we think with evidence. We'll pick out the evidence that works and we'll throw away the rest of it. And so, again, we look at this, and we know the story. We know the story of Christmas. Even if you've never been at a church before, you know the Christmas story. And so you look at this, and you're like, well, obviously, if an angel appeared to Joseph, he's going to believe that, and he's going to believe Mary, and he's going to do the right thing. Well, there are probably people who have had similar things, not the virgin birth thing, but have had God call them to do something. And they say, ah, oh, man, that dream, I must have had bad pizza last night. Or, or there's no way this is it because this isn't what I want my life to be like. God called me, he, I had this dream that, that an angel told me to go be a missionary somewhere, but I don't want to go to that country. I want to be a doctor here. And, and so I'm, that's clearly wrong. Like I'm, it, it's messed up. So Joseph could have woken up from this and said, man, 
I must be really stressed. Like, this is crazy. I'm so worried about the wedding. I'm so worried about hurting our feelings. I'm so worried about all the things that are being said. I I had this crazy dream. Well, I'm going to go do what I wanted to do already. But the hardest thing, the most amazing thing, the reason that Joseph is also amazing like Mary is he had that. And he said, man, most people would back me up if I left right now. Most people would think, wow, you're a good guy for not shaming her. You're a good guy for for not hurting her. You're a good guy for, for, for not throwing her away. But I'm not most people. And so God, I feel him in this. I feel that the right thing to do is to stay with her. And so he stayed with her, and that's so amazing. And it's what shows uh, most of, of what we talk about at Christmas is rightfully Jesus. And I said this last week. Christmas is about Jesus. It's about the fact that he came to earth as a human, fully God, but also human, who went through what we go through, who felt the same temptations, the same fears, the same pain, the same emotions that we feel, to show us a better way, to show us what it's like, and then to ultimately sacrifice himself so that we don't have to. And so that's what it's about. But it's also something that we can look at God's overall story, and we can say, wow, this little girl, this, this preteen, had so much faith in God that she accepted this insane thing. And then even though people were walking down the street whispering about her and saying, can you believe what Mary did? Can, can you believe that, that Joseph is believing this stuff? Can you believe what, what, what she did last week? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? Man, I heard that she's dating Justin Bieber. Like all of these different things that they could have said, just a random thing, all of these different things that they were saying about her. And she still looked at all of that and said, you know what? This sucks, but I love God. There are going to be times in your life that you're going to be in Mary's position, not literally, but where you're called to stand up for Christ, where you're called to live your faith in a school, in a world where it's not the thing that people do. And people are going to look at you and they're going to make fun of you. They're going to say, can you believe that they didn't drink? Can you believe they didn't do the drugs? Can you believe they didn't go to that party? Can you believe they're not sleeping around? Can you believe that they didn't lie? Can you believe they didn't cheat? Can you believe that they didn't get in that fight? Can you believe that they go to church on a Sunday night? Can you believe that they do this? Can you believe that they're in a Christian band? Can you believe this? And people are going to say that. And I would love to tell you that as soon as you stand up and say, I'm living for Christ that everybody else is like, oh, wow, I'm not going to make fun of them anymore. Except the adults here can tell you, no, it's not how it works. But God is in that with you. And so Mary knew that God would be with her. And then Joseph, in a similar situation, now you look at him and you're like, man, he could have said, no, I'm not going to do this and walked away. But he stood up and said, Yeah, okay, I don't care what other people say. I believe her and I believe God and that's good. But there's more to it than that for him. Because everyone at Christmas time talks about the mother of Jesus, Mary. And everybody knows that Jesus is the son of God. Joseph isn't in there. And so you see, when Joseph thinks about this and hears this and has this dream, I guarantee that because he's human, what goes through his head at least once is, man, so Mary is giving birth. She's going through the hard part. Like she's, she's miraculously giving birth and God's using her. And, and, and my son is, is God and he's the son of God. And so God is involved. I'm just a guy that's here. So w- what am I supposed to do? Like what do I have? Everybody's going to say son of God. They're not going to say son of Joseph. Everybody's going to say, man, your son, he's so much like his father. And they're going to be talking about God. There's a part that I talked about a couple Sundays ago where Jesus is 12, and he's in the temple, and he's like, 
I'm going about my father's business because God is his father. Now, he wasn't saying it to shame Joseph, but Joseph probably saw ahead of his life and saw this is what it's going to be. As we go through Jesus' story even, and you look through the Gospels, you look through the crucifixion, Joseph stops being mentioned. Now, most people believe that he died at some point in there, but we don't know what, why, but the point is he wasn't the most integral part to the story. Jesus was, and then Mary, and all of these things. God is obviously the center, and so Joseph knew that. He was a smart guy. And so most people would be like, well, you know what? I'm going to stay, but I want a little bit of credit. I want people to know that I mowed their yard. I want people to know that I did the right thing. I want mom to know that I didn't steal her 50 bucks. And, and it's like, I, not a personal story, I'm just saying. But it's, it's like, I want people to know that I did the right thing. I want people to know that, that I have this talent. I want people to know, and it's kind of a selfish thing in a way. And so Joseph could have done that. But instead, he looked at this and said, man, I'm always going to be the background player. I'm always going to be that's the second week of the series. I'm going, always going to be the guy that is there. And he still did it. Because there is absolutely a place in this world for people like Mary who stand up and take center stage because God is working with them, who deal with tremendous pain and tremendous just, just suffering by what people say, by what people do, in order to do God's work. And there always also is going to be a place for people like Joseph, who are in the background, who are there as a helper, who are there to, to, to show what the right thing is, but maybe aren't talked about. We look at John the Baptist, who was born around the same time. Uh, he was thought of by some as, oh, this is the Savior. But he's like, no. And so he doesn't have books of the Bible. He doesn't have people saying, oh, he's a hero. It's about Jesus. And so John the Baptist, he's just a bit player. He's just a sidekick. He's just a person there. But that is just as important because we are all here for God. This is God's story. This is Christmas is about him. There's one more part of the story I want to read. This is Luke 2, 1 through 7. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus, this should be a famous thing to you, Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a, serious, uh, that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Uh, this was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral homes to register for the census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. So his first thing after saying, okay, I'm going to, to marry you, I'm going to believe you, is... Now you've got to take them and tell a whole new city exactly what is happening. You have to tell people, this isn't my kid. You have to tell people, God is using her. You have to tell people all of this stuff. You have to just be there. And he did. Now, Joseph is not more important than anyone in this story. No one except Jesus is the most important in this story. But the point with Joseph, the reason I wanted to talk about him, the reason that, that he is part of this series is, he did what he was called to do. He didn't care about the fanfare. He didn't care about the fame. He didn't care about the fact that Mary would be remembered more than him. He just said, you know what? I'm going to do what I can do. Because there are going to be some of us who can be like Billy Graham, who can be like Skillet, who can be like, like the famous people who everybody knows, who everybody talks about, who everybody looks at, who are, are amazing and do so much out in the world to, to, to show who Jesus is, to do good, to help others, to, to have a lot of money and to use that to give to charity. There are going to be people like that. And they're special and they're important and they have a role. But there are also going to be a lot of people who are in the congregation and who give their offering each week, and who give their tithe, and who uh, maybe answer questions in Sunday school, but don't teach a Sunday school class, who uh, uh, cook on, on Tuesday nights to help, or who, who just serve, or who just listen. 
And none of that is more important or less important than the rest. You see, because without the people like Joseph, without the people that are there in the background, then the people can't be in the foreground. One of the stories I've told a lot, but I probably haven't told it in here, and if I have, you have to listen to me anyway. Uh, Billy Graham, famous evangelist, famous preacher, really rich, wrote a lot of books. Everybody knows his name. I assume you guys do. If not, Rob will tell you all about him later. Um, And so Billy Graham, when he was a kid, probably about your age, went to a revival, and it was one of the first revivals that he was ever going to go to. The place is packed, and there's an usher in the back, and he could have said, you know what, it's packed, I can't let you in. But he's like, okay, I feel something here, and I want to let this kid, and so he walked him all the way to the front, got him a seat. Billy Graham became famous. Nobody knows the usher's name, but Billy Graham knew the usher's name. Now, I'm not going to say that Billy Graham never would have become a pastor if he hadn't gotten this seat, But the usher had a role in that. Joseph had a role in this. And it wasn't about their role. It's about their heart. It's about the fact that they stand up. You're going to be called to do amazing things in your life. You're going to be called to do difficult things in your life. And sometimes a lot of people are going to notice. And sometimes you're going to do amazing things and someone is going to come up to you and say, wow, you are so amazing. And you have the coolest Santa hat I've ever seen. And you really helped me to do this and you really did the right thing and you really mattered to my life, you really had an impact on me, and you're gonna be like, this feels so good, this is cool. I would have done it anyway, but thank you. And there are going to be times that you do something hard and difficult and you're made fun of it and maybe even you're hated for it and no one's gonna say anything to you. And that time kinda sucks. And in those times, sometimes you're gonna be like, man, why am I doing this? And if you think that, it does not mean that you're awful. It doesn't mean that you're, you're not a good person. It means you're human. Because I guarantee you there were times in Joseph's life, times in Jesus' life, that Joseph was probably like, what do I do here? Nobody cares about me. I don't matter. We all think that. I think it 99 times a day. Like, we all think this. But what makes us special, what makes you stand out, is you keep going. You keep standing up because it's not about the recognition. It's not about where you stand. It's not about what people say. It is about the fact that you can look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm doing my best. I was called to do something and I did it. And sometimes, like I said, people are going to notice. Sometimes they're not. But you're still going to have that impact. There are probably people right now that you have no idea who they are, but they've seen you or they've heard you or or. Uh, they've, they've heard a story about you or something and you've impacted their life in a positive way and you're never going to hear from them, you're never going to know them, but you still impacted them and it still mattered because that is what we are. There's one more scripture to read. Uh, and while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She uh, gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. We've seen the plays. We've seen the kids' productions. We've seen all of these things where the hotel manager becomes a bad guy. Uh, he's not. There literally was no room. In fact, he was kind of a good guy because he let them go to the manger. Uh, but that's all beside the point. The point is Jesus, the most important figure in history, period. Uh, even if you're not a believer, Jesus was a major figure in history. He was born, no cameras, no hospitals, animals poop all over the place. It smelled, it was gross, it was night. Smelly shepherds came and talked to him. His mom and dad were tired, upset, dirty. And the most amazing event in history happened. Sometimes you're going to know that what you do is super important. And you're going to know that in this moment, man, I'm really serving God. 
But there are going to be times where just listening to somebody, just saying hi, just doing what you'd normally do has such an impact that is greater than that even. So like I said, sometimes you're going to be Mary, sometimes you're going to be Joseph, but the most important thing, the most important part of their story is they pointed the way to Jesus, and that is what we do. That is why we're here. That is why we gather here every Sunday. That is why I talk. That is why gravity sings. That is why gravity exists, period. Not just the band, but the scientific principle. Because of God. Because we are all here. And so this Christmas, you're going to hear everything about family and everything about church and everything about Christ, and that's awesome. Because this time of year, we can think about being generous and we can think about getting gifts, which is cool. Give me gifts, that's awesome. We can think about doing wonderful things. We can think about charity. We can think about serving others. All of those things happen at Christmas. It's true. But January, you're just as much a servant of Jesus as you are in December. And so I'm not saying that you have to go around your school and tell everybody the story of Jesus every single day in January and February and March. But you should still be going around your school living like it's Christmas. I'm not saying wearing a hat and throwing presents out. That might be problems for you down the line. But what I'm saying is generosity, love, hope, faith, doing things like Joseph, doing things like Mary, when you feel God saying, okay, I get it when you're worried, when you're stressed, looking at God and saying, okay, this test is going to kill me, or, or this debt is just too high, or I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And instead of giving up, saying, okay, I remember Christmas. I remember the story of Jesus. I remember Joseph. I remember Mary. I remember Jesus. And I'm going to stand up and do my best. Because no one in here is perfect. I'm not even perfect. Sorry, Rob. I know, it's rough. I had to deal with it when I was two, when I found out that I wasn't perfect. No one in here is perfect. And so no one in here is going to be. You are going to mess up. You are going to, to get upset and say the wrong thing. You are going to make mistakes. But do not live your life thinking, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes, so I'm going to do whatever I want. That's stupid. You're smarter than that. Live your life saying, okay, I'm going to do my very best. And if I do mess up, if I do say the wrong thing, if I do make a mistake, I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to learn from it. I'm not going to make the same one twice. That is how you're called to live. You are called to do your best. You are called to do your best to be like Christ, and you can do it. I don't care how old you are. Mary and Joseph, both very young. Zechariah and Elizabeth, both very old. There's a place for everyone. And the point is not even just the story of Christmas. It's that Jesus came to normal people in a normal life to do abnormal, amazing, extraordinary things. And so whatever you think of yourselves, whatever you think other people think of you, you are worth it. And he came for you. And he gave you the gifts that you have and the ability to stand up and say, I'm going to do my best. And that is all that you can do. Do your very best. Do everything you can to be like him, to love God fully, completely, with everything you have, and to love others the same. That's all I got.